Welcome back guys to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. This time around it was Wolves versus Liverpool at Molyneux and it finished 1-0 thanks to a goal from Diego Jota in the 46th minute and our run of only kind of being able to win away from home continues. Uh, I'm going to include the home leg of the Champions League tie against Leipzig which we ended up playing in Hungary but uh, it looks like the the what was a blessing of not losing Anfield has now become a bit of a curse. And I felt like if we could play away from home every week right now, I think Klopp would be all for that. Uh, but another away win um, and a very, very important away win because this takes us back up into sixth place. Uh, I still think the top four will be will be a bit of a reach, but it just it puts us in the mix. Uh, and that's all that we can I think we can really ask for. And hopefully towards the over the next four or five games, we start to get a couple of players back, people like John Henderson who can hopefully slot into the midfield and help us just propel and get that probably hopefully a, a good run of games going um, that should hopefully give us an outside chance of uh, squirming our way into the top four. But just before we get into the analysis of the game, um, want to give a, a, I guess my, my thoughts out to, to Rui Patricio. Uh, for those of you guys who watched the match or, or seen what's happened online, uh, he had a very nasty collision um, with... Connor Cody and um, there was a long 10 or so minutes uh, concussion protocol after which he went off on a stretch now obviously Wolves have been you know quite significantly impacted by by a similar injury with the Raul Jimenez one against Arsenal earlier in the season um, and it's really you know really sad to see it happen one again to another Wolves player but to 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 a very good goalkeeper um, and yeah, it's just kind of sad that it happens to Wolves again. But hopefully he gets, he's well at the time of recording this, it's it's not known kind of how, how bad the situation may be, but hopefully Touchwood, everything's okay. And, and we see him, you know, playing football and starting for Wolves again very soon. Going into the team, uh, going into the game, sorry, there was, um, I guess the, the, the team from a Liverpool perspective, there weren't too many questions about. I think the team pretty much picked itself based on the Leipzig performance. Uh, the Leipzig performance was really, really, really good um, with the major difference and change being and something that you, if you guys have been watching Leicester or Liverpool, you know I've been calling for was to get Fabinho back into midfield um, because everything about how Liverpool play and, and why Liverpool have been so successful, and I've said this in many in many episodes, is balance. Um, and I feel because of the injuries and, and because of the different players playing out of position and, and, and all that type of stuff, uh, the balance has been just uh, destabilized um, in terms of the team over the past pretty much the majority of this season, uh, which I think we can I, I would attribute to a lot of uh, our poor performances and the reason we find ourselves in the situation we're in. But yeah, as I said, the team was pretty much going to pick itself after that really good performance against Leipzig with Fabinho continuing midfield, Nat Phillips and Ozan Kabak at the back. And it looks like, unless touch wood again anything crazy happens that 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 part of that centre-back partnership now of Nat Phillips and uh, Ozan Kabak will be the one that takes us through to the end of the season um, hoping they can stay fit um, but the rest of the team kind of pretty much picked itself uh, obviously against in the last game last Premier League game sorry against Fulham uh, there was a number of changes that Klopp made um, which in hindsight, obviously, wasn't the right decision at this at the time of which it happened. It didn't feel like the right decision, but um, anyways, we were back to the full strength team today, which was good. Uh, obviously, with the still omission of Roberto Firmino, who was out through injury, uh, with Diego Jota starting up front uh, in that central position. Although throughout the game, and we'll talk about this, there was definitely a bit of rotation between himself and uh, and Salah out on the right, with Salah finding himself. 
uh, into that central striker position more often than not. Uh, and Jota popping up both on the left uh, and the right as well, you know, showing his versatility across that front line. Going into the game, uh, I would I want to say, you know, um, Wolves started the game very, very well. Um, they were passing the ball well. They, they were with Semedo and Johnny uh, as their fullbacks. They were really pushing up high and wide, which forced uh, Robertson and Trent to be pushed back quite early on. Uh, there's a tactic that I'm, I, I want to see surprised more teams don't play against us. Now, I know that obviously gives the opportunity from, an, from a Liverpool attacking perspective of um, Trent and Robertson getting in behind those wing backs, but from an offensive st uh, standpoint, from the the opposition, you know, having those two wing backs really pushes back our full backs, um, and that's exactly what what Wolves were doing in the first five, ten, even fifteen minutes, um, and that was that was all already down their, their right hand side or our left with with Nelson Semedo. He had a he had a shot on target uh, in the first two minutes. He had a, a well, a cross came in for Adama. It was spilled by Allison, and Allison seemed to appear like he just took out um, Nelson Semedo, but the referee, for some reason, be it early in the game, be it maybe he thought uh, Allison's momentum took into him, I don't know um, uh, whatever reason was given, but the penalty wasn't given and we were moved on. And, and, and this for me, it might be strange you thinking, you know, me as a Liverpool fan, why would I say this? But this is an example where I actually think a penalty should have been given. And I think a really useful piece of insight both to fans... Uh, as well as actually to the, the people that make these decisions is is actually broadcasted and transmitted referee communications. So referees explaining, because, uh, you know, VA, there was no old VAR having a look at this. It was once the referee made his decision, that, that, was, that was kind of it. And it would have been very interesting to hear the um, communication that happens, uh, one, by the on-field referee, explaining why it wasn't a penalty um, but then also and probably more importantly from the VAR who have you know not the intensity of the game and can sit there and analyze it uh, to understand what their rationale is and I feel like that's one of the big things that's missing real really with VAR at the moment that that no decisions seem to be based on any rationale and, and that's what's leading to to pundits to the media to fans coming up with their own explanations as to why things either were or weren't given uh, and I think that that communication piece which we see in rugby were done very very well um, is something that's definitely missing in football and um, it's just surprising to me that it's not something that has been looked at um, or and put into put into place but enough of VAR we've talked way too much about VAR all this season but after that first 15 minutes Liverpool started to grow back into the game a bit uh, once we got a kind of a bit of a grip of of uh, how Wolves were playing uh, and we fashioned a fantastic chance Sadio Mane through one-on-one uh, -on -one with Rui Patricio decided to go around the goalkeeper rather than dinking over him but in trying to go around him made it a bit more difficult for himself and took himself too wide uh, and, and was unable to finish it but that was a good chance it was very very simple play and sometimes I feel like we uh, don't overcomplicate things but we we kind of go to our tried and tested which is to always go out wide uh, and an att attack from basically outside in whereas very rarely do you see us playing a you know through ball down the, through the middle of the pitch uh, and that's something you know that chance that Sadio Amani chance in the first half showed how effective it can be plus you know you always have the benefit of once you're playing in a player you know in the middle of the pitch straight down you know they're right in front of the goal and the chances of scoring or setting up a teammate hugely increased just because you're in front of the goal uh maybe I, I think maybe that's down to the fact of the players we have in midfield um and them not necessarily being that 
creative midfielder who's going to find those balls, uh, which is why we have to go out wide where we find our fullbacks, where most of our creative um, play comes from. But after that, we kind of grew into the game a little bit. But then Wolves came back a bit. It was a very much a back and forth first half. Uh, and towards the end of the first half, you thought, you know, Wolves were probably back on top uh, and looked like maybe they were going to go um, go and maybe score. or They were definitely going at halftime 0-0, but with the momentum on their side. Um, but fortunately for us, just before the halftime whistle, a uh, great bit of play. Nat Phillips again getting in um, hot-headed and uh, winning the header. It's great to see. You can tell um, he loves a header and loves a little scrap. He's, also, he's obviously come out in the media this week and talked about how he hates losing headers, and that definitely showed with the winning back of his header. And I think that was a really, really important piece that, that set up ultimately the goal, um, which led to Sadio Mane playing the ball into into uh, Mo Salah and then back into Mane, out to Diego Jota, who who strike the ball first time. And, and Rui Patricio probably should have done better. But from a Liverpool perspective, it was a great combination between the front three. It's what we love to see. You know, when your strikers are linking up, it shows that relationship is there. It shows that trust is there. Um, and, you know, we're starting to rebuild that now. I, I read something on Twitter at halftime, kind of um, someone posing the question, not in a negative way, but just posing the question of whether Roberto Firmino would have scored that. And, and I don't think the answer is yes. Um, Roberto Firmino has been so so rash with his, with his shooting and, and being in front of goal for for so long now um having Jota there was perfect and he was able to keep the ball down into the corner uh, and that pretty much changed everything for the going into going into half time you know nil nil I think Wolves would have been happy uh, they had the momentum on their side we would have been a bit cautious uh, frustrated that we kind of got back into the game but then let it let it drift away from us again um so that was that was um it definitely changed I think how both managers and teams uh, approached the halftime team talk uh, and obviously in the second half it was always going to be then as a result of that Wolves kind of putting on a bit more pressure uh, and obviously you know Wolves knowing our uh, confidence uh, had been has been and will be very fragile given the poor run of results we've had uh, and so you know we would get nervous and that's pretty much how the second half played out uh, with Wolves kind of having a lot more of the ball and continuing to attack and make some half chances but never really look convincing themselves uh they had that kind of syndrome where they had up to like the penalty box things were good and uh, it was just that final pass that final bit to to give someone the great chance uh was the bit that was missing for Wolves fortunately for us but definitely as the half went on um Liverpool looked very nervy and nervous as the as the time went on as well giving the ball away and just doing some some things that uh, are very characteristic of a team that is not really used to winning at the moment. Um, you know, last season that's a type of that's a type of, of of game and position where we were able to see the game out without too much commotion uh, and almost kind of de-spirit the opposition just by keeping the ball and, and not really giving them a sniff. But that definitely wasn't the case today, and you could tell the players looked a bit edgy and a bit nervous. Um, I'd say like they did at the beginning of the game going into it as well. But we did manage to hold on. Obviously, there was a big stoppage uh, towards the end of the second half where we saw, I think, what is the first concussion substitution in the Premier League uh, with John Ruddy coming on after that um, clash between Cody and Patricio. Uh, that was actually as a result of Mo Salah going in through on goal uh, and scoring, but him being just off 
side. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good result, exactly what we needed um, at, at the moment. Anything anything but three points is is just not good enough um, because of the situation we're in. So that's exactly what we needed. Now we get a little bit of a break uh, with obviously the FA Cup uh, in the week, which we're not in, um, before we go again for the Premier League in I think two weeks time against. Uh, Arsenal, who a team who were definitely on the up following their North London derby win, um, but a team that uh, you know will be up for a very difficult game against us. Uh, we'll be away, which is probably <laughs> again a very good thing for us. Uh, but the game we had at Anfield earlier this season was a good game. Jota scored in that one as well, so I think Jota will continue to start. Um, and the shout out to Klopp, I think, is is to not really change anything. I think if Fabino Firmino comes back into fitness would be to keep him as a maybe an option off the bench but definitely Diego Jota's got to start and Fabinho's got to continue um, holding his place down in the midfield uh, because as I said that that balance uh, just worked really really well um, I, I still think the Thiago the Thiago conundrum is one that still remains unsolved I think I think the the midfield looks a, a lot better with Curtis Jones in there instead um, and I'd be interested to see whether Klopp trusts someone like Curtis Jones in a big game against Arsenal uh, or whether he reverts back to someone like Thiago who can maybe, maybe doesn't have the best of games but can maybe make that one pass or something that opens up a chance or, or gives one of the front three uh, that opportunity in front of goal. But the man of the match for me, I'm going to give it to Trent. Uh, I thought he was fantastic, uh, just defensively and attacking-wise as well. I thought he was really, really good. And he's come through a rough patch over the past couple of weeks. Uh, he kept believing in his, in his ability, um, and he's played through it, and uh, and he had a very good performance uh, today. So so fair play to him. Jota was up there as well. Uh, but that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. I have missed a few episodes, but we'll be back now consistently on Let's Talk Liverpool. But thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe if you're not already, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.